Welcome back guys, my name is Sharon and you are listening to The Banter Collective. It's so good to be back and I'm so excited for episode three. It's a bit different but it had to be done. Um, So in episode three we are taking a dive into the seemingly mystical world of astrology. Now this is a very loved topic of mine and I could easily talk about this for days and so I'm personally interested in and finding out whether or not there is space for bringing back this ancient science to public conversation and inviting people to explore how astrology can play a role in our lives. And so today I thought I have with me perfect guests. I have the beautiful Mama Essie, who is a Western and Vedic astrologer. She's a chirologist, which is another word for someone who reads palms. And it's also a writer for the online magazine, Celestial Vibes. When Mama Essie is not busy looking into our souls, she is also an educator here in the UK. My other guest today is Miss Spectrum of Salome. She is a semi-tawi yoga instructor, which is a form of ancient Egyptian yoga. She's a model, a healer, as well as an astrologer, of course. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode and I'll see you on the flip side. I'm so glad to have you guys here. It's so good to finally have us come together. It's been a long time coming. Good to be here, thank you. Yeah, and so welcome to the Bantu Collective. Thank you. Thanks everyone, thank you. Um, everyone. Um, before we dive in into astrology, um, I like to have people, first of all, just explain who they are, where they've come from, and particularly today in this type of uh, arena of topics, astrology is quite mystical, it's a, a pseudoscience to some people, uh, it's not really considered something to take seriously. And um, so I think it's quite important to have you guys explain who you are, your cultural upbringing. And so uh, Salome, if you want to start. Sure, yes. Peace, everyone. My name is Salome. And yeah, I am a Luo Kenyan girl. So obviously Luo tribes, you can find them in East Africa mainly. But I'm from Kenya, born in the city. So I'm a city girl, Nairobi. And um, yeah, I came over here when I was about nine. I come from a upbringing full of teachers. Like my grandma is a teacher. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. To the point now she, what's, what's the thing people give up like work to charity? Anthropologist, wherever you. Um, anthropologist, you Yeah, mean? like those people just like Oh, philanthropist. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so she's a philanthropist yeah. now. And, oh, okay. Um, what kind of teachers? So teachers who teach mainly like health. Okay. okay. Funny enough, health teachers and law teachers. Oh, wow. And so I guess I've taken on that spirit because I'm here teaching health um, and the universal laws. So, yes. Amazing. Brilliant. And then obviously I came to um, the UK when I was about nine. Okay. And um, ever since then, um, I've just been living in the city yet again and discovering myself through where did I move in Harrow and then I moved I've moved everywhere I'm just a little traveler I travel yeah. a, a lot from Kenya here I travel a lot as well so um through that I find different things different cultures different cultures different people um and yeah that's kind of inspired me to be who I am here today and you take on a few hats so you're a model as well yes. oh my god yes I yes. love that I love I love seeing your pictures on Instagram that's how we met because it was not even really how we met but I think I saw you modeling at 
um, UK list thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's, yeah. I kind of loved that. I mean, you were looking so good. Oh, but yes. bless you. Thank you. No, so were <laughs> oh. you. I saw Queen. I was like, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also on, uh, whilst you're not doing that, you're also yoga teacher or your yoga instructor yes so um that i teach smatawi yoga mm. and that is a yoga that is based on african principles mm. um because we must remember that africans we have one of the oldest system when it comes to relaxation and bringing ourselves back into unity and mm. one mm. so yeah so smatawi yoga modeling astrology and what else do i do i i'm just a person of service so if i can help you get that kind of like declutter i'm that person so i also work in a Ghanaian bar wow. um in the kitchen so you know what i mean <laughs> my black stars yes okay, okay. <laughs> so you guys can um it depends on what time of the day you meet me but at all times of the day i'm probably serving or doing those things okay amazing hey. and yourself mama essie Greetings, everyone. Um, yes, my name is Mami Essi. I am a fancy girl, born and raised. I was um, born in Ghana, Cape Coast, mm. um, the home of where the Atlantic slave trade, the, um, the castle of no return, slave co- um, Cape Coast castle. So I was born not too far away from there. Um, I came to this country at the age of three with my great-grandmother. My parents um, preceded us and my dad and my mum came over here first and carved um, a career and a life for themselves and I was left in Ghana with my great-grandmama, mama and um, my um, auntie. So it was a very matriarchal family. And um, um, I suppose I'm called Mami Essie because they said that... um, when I was young, they kind of recognized me as being almost like a form of an incarnation of an elder, wow, an elder um, ancestress. Really? Those with a battle axe. Oh <laughs> yes. So, they, so Mami was um, the appellation that was added on to my name, Essie. And um, Essie is also, it's um, the Akan, because in Akan we have day names. So based on the day that you're born, which again will tie into the astrology, um, you're given a name for that day. So I was born... A, on a Sunday, so I'm, I'm an Essie for, for the Khan name, and um, so that's how Essie came. And so, yes, I moved here with my great-grandmother to be my family from free, been here ever since, and um, I still see myself, and though I could be classified as a black British, but I still see myself as a Ghanaian first and foremost, and um, an African <laughs> woman. And, uh, yeah, so... Um, I just lived a life as you do and a couple about 10 years ago I was introduced to astrology and it just it captured me because I'm a seeker and a lover of knowledge I'm always I'm always asking questions I always want to know the deeper meanings to life and to things and why things are so astrology I I was led to astrology and um but due to life and other things it kind of took a back burner and then about Four or five years ago, I decided to take it up seriously. So I went to enroll at the London School of Astrology mm-hmm. and um, studied astrology. Prop- well, not properly anyway, <laughs> but I, I studied it, you know, as a as a prop- as a course mm. to to learn more. And then on that journey, I studied Vedic astrology as well. I um, so and then I about two three years ago, now, I also studied palmistry or chirology. They're all um, they're all means and ways to understand ourselves and connect with our purpose and 
I just enjoy um, helping others um, to connect with themselves and their purpose. Okay, that's so, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And um, it's funny, like, that you're called Mama Essie when you first told me. Um, it straight away reminded me of, in my own culture in Uganda, um, yeah. My my mum would be referred to as Mama Sharon, oh, just because she's my wow, mum. Yes. There's nothing nothing to it in the sense that you explained yes. it with regards to you being some in, some form of incarnation yes. of someone in, <laughs> in the family line. Yes. But that's so brilliant. Yes. Um, and yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that you've also studied as well um, the different types of astrology. Mm-hmm. And I did actually want to get into that. Mm. Um, and I know in the recent years, so astrology for me has evolved to become something I'm more and more interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize how intricate it is as a science and just mm. applying it in your own life mm-hmm. and seeing it mm-hmm. blossom before you. Mm-hmm. And you literally just see your life reflected mm-hmm. through it. I'm amazed at its accuracy um, because I I do, I've I've always been uh, inclined towards astrology. Mm -hmm. It was only in the last two, three years that I took it deeper. Mm. Um, And I know within the black community and the African community, we don't usually explore these topics so openly. Mm -hmm. And uh, they do have sort of a stigma sometimes mm-hmm. uh sometimes it's associated with a western thing mm-hmm. uh, it's a quote-unquote a white people thing mm-hmm. um and i know in the past as well the church has sort of criminalized or you know demonized mm-hmm. the science of astrology when it actually used to be practiced mm-hmm. um in ancient times like you've like you've mentioned mm-hmm. salome and um so i'm really curious to know how it came about for you guys mm-hmm. how did it that point where did how did it manifest into a point of this is perhaps something that could be something i could utilize in my life how did that practice kind of begin for you so um okay so for me i th- feel I can remember it, but it kind of just mold one into, like, you know, it's, it's meant to be. But I remember that I went to get a reading, and I didn't even know I was getting an astrology re- astrological reading. I just, um, I don't know if you guys know about Brother Panic. <clears throat> There's mm. a brother called Brother Panic, and um, his wife, Kadisha. So I ordered some stuff from um, Brother Panic, and then ordered a service from Kadisha. And then she called me, and we did this Skype reading. She told me to do this visual- visualization. It was really good. And then she was telling me about myself, and it was really accurate. And I was just like wondering, how is this lady from all the way in America, who has never met me, can tell me this about myself? And um, that day I was thinking, okay, what, else, what did she tell me about me? I think she told me I was like a Taurus son, and that was it. And mm. like, I, that, that's what I could remember. I went online and I ran with that. And I, from that day on, I don't even know how I got to this point, but that, in, that information that she gave me about myself was really accurate because I was in a very low place. I was going through my Jupiter return, so there's a lot of self-seeking, a lot of undoing. Um, you know, I'm a very emotional person, so I was just, anything could hurt me at that time, and I wasn't very much aware. Mm. So that pushed me into astrology because I'm a very spiritual person when, from when I was young anyway, so I always got asked my grandma, grandma can like, I want to see the spirits. My grandma said, ask and you shall see. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's wow. interesting. <laughs> Um, but I just didn't resonate, resonated with the SDA um, community of Seventh-day Adventists where I was, you know, gr- grew up as. Okay. And um, so, yeah, as I... As, as I came through this, astrology was the one that just, yeah, found me. So because of someone did it to me mm-hmm. and it worked on me, it kind of made, inspired me to do it to other people because it helped me heal trauma. Mm. 
So Mm -hmm. that's what made astrology really stick and be like, hey, this is actually nothing negative. This is a a science or something just like, you know, biology is a science. Um, It does, you don't have to believe in it, but it's just a science that can help you understand a part of yourself, um, just like physics and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, um, that was um, the moment of realization. And I can't remember how many years ago that was. I want to say four, but yeah. Okay, beautiful. And and Mama Essie, how did it manifest in your life? Um, I suppose with I never actually had a proper reading until I started the course, mm. and um, I always wanted to. But as a part of me, there's always I'd had like spiritual, like a couple of psychic readings, and I'd been intrigued with things that had come up. I just thought there was something that was missing. It wasn't fully hitting entirely on me. So <laughs> entirely about everything that I needed to know on a deeper level. Sure. So uh, something I was, I was oohing and oohing for the longest time with whether or not I should do this course. And I thought, just go for it. <laughs> so it was um, through pursuing um, studying it at the, at the um, LSA and everything, um, they taught like the ground and all, all the planets and the houses. So it's a very kind of gradual process. And I kind of wanted it. I could have at any time, I suppose, gone and had a reading with the main tutor or any of the great tutors there but I just kind of there was a bit part of me just wanted to just hold back I wanted to kind of get the whole gather the whole picture of everything you know myself and see to test myself just so does certain things resonate does this and that resonate and I just kept finding that it did and so the missing pieces of the jigsaw that I guess I was looking for started to all kind of come together and all the pieces started to fit. And that's when I knew that, yes, <laughs> there's, this is an amazing science. That, um, it's an art and, and it's a gift. It really is a gift, I think, from, from the heavens, um, from the creator, the creatress, to, to us humans mm. to tap in to help us navigate who and what we are and, and where we're heading and through the astrology, I found that each and every one of us has a purpose. We're not mm-hmm. here by accident. Mm-hmm. And um, we can get lost on this path, on this journey of life. And mediums like astrology for me um, helps helps us get back on track and helps mm-hmm. you know us go on the right course of mm-hmm. where we need to, to go. And, you know, mistakes and everything and all, it's, it's all part of the journey. I like that, journey. that's true. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and I like what you said in that um, it, it, does, it does help us to understand our relationship to the cosmos, mm. the greater universe, yes. and just understanding how intricate life is. Yes. I mean, who yes. would have thought, I mean, it's so easy to abandon mm-hmm. the idea that these planets, these celestial mm-hmm. bodies, mm-hmm. somehow play this multi-dimensional role in your life that's mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's absolutely crazy but i'm, I'm all over it it's, <laughs> it's the, the energies because the planets um they're, they're archetypal energies and archetypal energies are just energies also and we are the planets the planets like there's a saying the famous saying as above so below yes. as without yeah, 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 as yeah. within yeah. so they're just the planets are they're living entities as well mm-hmm. and they emit I mean, that's the whole mystery of how it, how it really works. We don't really know how it, how does it really work that it correlates that, you know, Mars, you know, Mars and Aries plays out this when you see in a human trait and also even in animals, mm-hmm. you know. It's, so it's, it's just, it's, it's a pattern and a form that is in nature. And so it's through these archetypes and through these energies, these 
interlinked. So that's how there's that relationship that strikes up between the planets and us. So we are the planets and we exhibit the energies of the planets and the signs and the houses of the areas of life everything manifests and plays out that makes sense it does it does it absolutely (laughs) does and so if you guys were to describe astrology to someone who's completely new to astrology maybe has a very faint idea or is open now or a bit willing to take it in how would you how would you describe it wow that's um that's that's large. It's, I would describe it or as... even define it, sorry. I would defi- mm. define it as a self-science. Mm, okay, it's, yes. It literally is a very self-science. There's yes. no one who knows me better in this world than myself right now. That's and right. there's a point where that wasn't the truth. Mm. You can tell me nothing that I know about myself. I know my flaws. Mm. I know if you call them flaws. <laughs> mm. I know my successes, if you call them successes. Mm. But I know, I literally walk around telling everyone, I know why I'm born. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. I know why yeah. I'm here. I know my purpose. Power and to you. I'm, look, I'm 26 yet. Yeah. Not a lot of people can say that. And I'm very um, privileged to have discovered something that... Because you can't see your own eyes. You no. know, you need a mirror. Mm. and a str- I love that. So I love that. It's really funny that... You, I love that, Sister Slami, yeah. as well. Because um, even in, like, in Vedic astrology, mm-hmm. um, there's... They call the astrology, there's, it's part of the limbs of the, of the Veda, and they mm. call the astrology the eyes. Okay. So, you know, I it's like, through the ooh, eyes. So it's through the eyes. Yes. <laughs> I like that. So it's the eyes, it's a medium to us to oh, see ourselves. I love so that. that's a beautiful way of. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so when you're breaking astrology down, essentially, you have different parts, different compartments that form the science. Mm-hmm. And so you've got signs, you've got houses, you've got planets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do want to go into it. Um, I don't know how we should, so maybe if we start with, okay, maybe not the signs. If we talk about, for example, the houses, mm-hmm. um, how would you, I know there are, it's a 12 house system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to someone who's new, could you, Mama Essie, perhaps describe, define what the houses represent and then we'll go back and forth mm. to explain what the first house symbolizes, mm. second house, third house, fourth house, and such. Okay. okay. Um, the houses, or how they play out in a chart, it's it's a, um, it's a concept of space. It's a mathematical concept um, drafted up in space, and it's divided into 12 divisions. It's linked with the constellations, what becomes the signs. And the houses are, um, from reading the chart, are where things happen in in our lives. <coughs> the signs, um, the, the planets are the impetuses and the impulses of how things happen in the, and the constellations describe us. How would you, would you agree with that, Salome? Um, so, yes, I, the houses are definitely... How I like to make everyone see the houses because we actually all live in houses. Mm-hmm. So you've come into your house... And then you're going to go into your sitting room. Your sitting room is going to require different energy than your kitchen. That's right. Your yes. kitchen is going to require different energy from your bathroom. But That's just imagine right. you lived in a large mansion yes. and you had 12 houses. Yeah. So mm. each house would know a different part of you. Um, and then let's say on the... the so the signs would be maybe the room temperature, for example. Mm-hmm. So or the feel of the, the, the house or the kitchen... The style of the how the the room would be the signs, for mm-hmm. example, if I'd put it, and then the planets would be who is in there. Is the is mm. your brother That's in there? Nice yes, is this, okay, because not everybody has 
planets in all houses. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay, okay. That's a beautiful way to make sense. Hopefully, we didn't confuse anyone, but yeah, I hope that makes sense. Just rewind. Rewind that back. Yeah, so that's a beautiful way to put it. So it's where everything is placed, it's played out, and you know, the how we yeah no, awesome like awesome okay so um i'll give you for example hmm, if you could summarize each house then in one sentence mm-hmm. i know that's difficult so salome first house i am i am a mm. second house the second house is to do with value so it's what i value you value yes okay. our values are um, how we make money our income um yeah okay third house how i think how you think and how you can communicate, not only with yourself but with your siblings, mainly your siblings, your neighbors, and your like, you know, your inner thoughts, not your subconscious thoughts that drive walking and sleeping because you don't think about that, but the ones that you think about, oh, the train time. Or your you know, immediate yeah, environment. your immediate environment and your immediate thoughts. Um, and how you, yeah. Yeah, so your communicate your early communications, mm-hmm. and those are mainly your brothers, your co- you know your neighbors, because you're not going to communicate with someone from another country when you're a baby <laughs> or you're right. six. It just mm. doesn't, yeah. So okay, fourth house. Um, fourth house is uh, I see it's um family, the house where mm-hmm. we get nurtured. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it represents also well. um ancestry tribe. Mm-hmm. Our link with the family, mm-hmm. with the nuclear and extended family, our true. safety base, our security. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's the place that we go yeah. to feel safe. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, the home where where home is at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and fifth house. Fifth house is um, so your children, and I'll break this down. So physical children, like yes, two people have come together and mm-hmm. birthed a child, and also the children that you create from your mind. So if you have an mm-hmm. idea, and then you, when you birth it, is when you share it with everybody else. Mm-hmm. So children, in the sense of self, um, self creation or self creative expressions, real children and romantic endeavors. Okay, yeah. so this would also tie in like any creative projects, business. Creative, yeah, creative projects, business, um, all fifth house stuff. Yeah, okay. even things that or um, things that go up and down really quickly. Oh. So that can look like gambling, stock exchange, mm. those kind of things go into okay. that because it's a place from where it comes from within. It's right. a within and a within place is always kind of like fluctuating. Okay. It's like an intuitive place that okay. fifth house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like Sixth house? Sixth house is um, the house of, I see as a um, daily routine. Mm-hmm. routine. Um, so that could be in terms of um, our work, um, also health. I see it's also the house of where we perfect ourselves via, via routine, via getting up um, schedules, um, just taking care of the day-to-day basics mm-hmm. in order to keep um, functioning. So it's very much... Um, I, and I also say it's the house of well-being because again, yes. from the daily routines yeah. and everything, you become very, um, yeah, you become concerned with, yeah, maintaining, maintaining yeah, yeah, the core of yourself. So, um, and seventh house. Um, the seventh house would be your relationships. So your relationships with other than yourself, that is your enemy, 
um, because mm-hmm. when you have beefing with somebody, that no one cares about that. That's between you and that one person. So that can be seen in the seventh house, and obviously your marriage, relationship, business mm-hmm. partner, any relationship that's that mm-hmm. kind of form is seen there. Yeah. So a relationship that ties two people. Two people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or a relation mm-hmm. other than yourself. Right. Um, so bit. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's a business partnership, you may have two business partnerships, but mainly you see them from there. If it's a group, that's a different place. But more than more than. More than three people, you can put them there. But a relationship other than yourself, mainly one person. Okay. Yeah. And eighth house? The house of intimacy, where where we go deep with ourselves and mm-hmm. with another person. So I suppose it carries on with the theme of the seventh house, where you meet someone, if, and you, if it's a romantic relationship, and then it, it goes deeper, mm-hmm. you become... Mm-hmm you know you merge together and also even um and it was and also um with, even with partnerships you it's also that has to do with money so mm-hmm. it's other people's money mm, yeah. so it can be a joint finances from a spouse mm-hmm. from even a business partnership it's also the house of um legacies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um it's also a house of where inheritances can be passed on or whatever we may inherit also from our gene pool from mm-hmm. ancestry mm-hmm. from biological ancestry as well as also um, inheritance from when somebody passes it's also the house of trust mm, mm. so that can be trust as in banking mm-hmm. and also trust is in trusting somebody so learning to trust you. ourselves wow. and so it's a very deep house with a lot of um very deep connotations the house also of psychology i find where mm. you have to you go deep and house of mysticism and mm-hmm. the occult as mm-hmm. well anything to do with the hidden the mysterious getting deep to the core the eighth house pulls you there and that's the house that you explore those okay. elements of life I, f- I find that the eighth house is almost kind of uh, maybe ambiguous to some people mm. or they're a bit they it's they approach it with apprehension because yes. it's like they understand yes. it's uh, it's ruled by Pluto um, or, he, is it, or Scorpio. Um, it, it's it's Scorpio. It's originally ruled by Mars. Um, okay. It's a traditional ruler, but mm-hmm. now, but it's Mars and Pluto. The Mars traditional Pluto. is Pluto, but yes, yeah, so it's deep. Yeah. It's deep, mm-hmm. and uh, people approach it, and when they feel that Pluto mm-hmm. influence, yes. they're like, "Oh gosh, I know." It is <laughs> something that's yes. about, about, about to be ruffled. Yes, <laughs> it's also considered like the house of taboo. I think the house did get does get very kind of negative rap as well because okay. it's also it's a house where we just bury stuff that we don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that's why it has that negative that people like Ooh, when they hear eighth house so it kind of takes on an ambiguous element because it's also the house of just taboo in a sense of where things that we don't want to deal with get suppressed so mm. that's kind of why it's the house of psychoanalysis Sigmund mm. Freud I think okay. was a Scorpio and oh. that's, why, that's why he was drawn to that eighth house the psychologist well, the psychologist yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. So now that makes sense because then he had a he had a well he was one of the first guys to kind of come out with these theories that mm-hmm. almost became I don't want to say universal, mm-hmm. but they were a stepping stone for mm-hmm. evolving within Definitely, psychology. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Uh, and the ninth house. Um, yes. So the ninth house is about um, traveling. And so traveling inwards, so spiritual traveling, so traveling within your minds, the different mm-hmm. perspectives um, in, in within yourself, and also literally traveling to different places to see foreign people. And that expands, obviously, your yourself because like for me literally coming from kenya 
to London, a lot of people in Kenya don't know much about astrology, but me going there, I'm sharing a different, you know, a perspective because mm-hmm. I traveled and that allowed me to go inwards in myself. So yeah, so mm-hmm. the seventh house can be seen as the place of traveling, traveling inwards, traveling outwards. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. 10th house. That's actually my favorite, one of my favorite houses. I have a lot of Sag influence. Yeah, okay. So okay, Sag yeah. sits in the ninth house, I know, originally. Yeah, naturally, yeah, naturally. Yeah, so I'm feeling the ninth house. You like the, you <laughs> like, you like the house of expansion, well. yeah? Yes. <laughs> yes, we want to be the um, And uh, the 10th house? The 10th house. Um, 10th house is the house of um, career, recognition. I think um, it's a house of where we our accolades so you know where we kind of it's, it's traditional abode of Capricorn so it's after we've grafted and we've done the hard work we've put in the toll and responsibility the 10th house is like the midheaven is where we hope to see the fruits of our, mm. our, our labor and the recognition mm. um, it can be from the greater world or just even within it's usually considered to be greater recognition from outside but sometimes I think it could just be the recognition from ourselves for mm. a job well done so it's just um so how to think of gratification for when you know for when to do, to do with our work okay. or any th- or, or even being of service as well mm. so i think when you're of service that's all kind of 10th house doing things for the greater the greater good and the greater world so mm. that's what i'm able to okay um <laughs> and uh, the 11th house um the 11th house is the it's the house of the objectives, your objectives and your goals. Um, but I like to call it the house of gains because out of all the houses, I personally think that this is the house where you can gain the most mm-hmm. because you can always gain the most from yourself, whatever you created from yourself, your ideas. Um, f- you can always gain the most when you come together with groups of people. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely can be seen in the 11th house. So if that's your friendships, um, how do those friendships bring value to you and how do you bring value to those friendships? Large organisations, um, whether it's your church group or it's your mosque or you know it's your spiritual circle, if you're all coming together, largely that's an 11th house m- moment right there. Okay. Yeah. I've got a, a stellium in my 11th house. Oh, oh so okay. It's actually okay. my favourite placement. Okay, I, I look yeah. at it and I smile each time. Oh. <laughs> I think I saw your chat and I was yeah. like, yeah, you, yeah, you better. Yeah. I was like, oh, I see you. I, I see, see you, you with the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, no, I'm just waiting for its fruits, to be honest. But, oh. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you're Capricorn, now, right? So it's not denied, it's just delayed. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. The toil, the working yeah. towards the, yeah. Right. Well, oh, I love <laughs> it. I love it so much. Um, and then the last one, 12 hours. Yes, or oh, the 12th house. Um, I like to see it as the house of moksha, mm. the house of, um, and that means like liberation. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, again, the 12th house gets a bit of a bad rap, just like the 8th house. Mm-hmm. I think all the water houses do. They do, The 4th yeah. and the 8th and the 12th. But again, the 12th house is kind of when we're coming towards the end of our... Um, our cycle in, in one sense mm-hmm. in where we're just we're not so much concerned about the physical material world and we're more concerned about spiritual matters liberation so it's a house i think of great spirituality um religion mm-hmm. also just um or taking up a spiritual path taking up a spiritual 
ritual, mm-hmm. getting immersed in spirituality and spiritual practices. Have I said that? Have I repeated myself? Sorry if no, I no, have. Because I like what you said, because when you mentioned religion and then you kind of wanted to go deeper, so it would mm. be more like if you're religious... Um, it would be ba- you getting a baptism. Yes, is that yes. that would be being now, lost. Yeah, yes, that's more spirit, yes. like deep into deep into the yes. spiritual yes. side of your religion. That's right, definitely. Yeah. It's, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. Because I normally associate it with a monk, like yes. someone someone yes. who decides that to go is, and live yes. off the grid and that's like yes. no, I'm that's connect yes. with the greater picture. Yeah. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. that is yeah, okay. that is right. But if you don't want to be a monk and you can't be a monk, it's just also kind of just. You know, taking um, spiritual practices, getting immersed in spiritual practices, like even yoga is, mm-hmm. you know, oh, is a tarot cards, tarot cards mm-hmm. again. palm reading, palm reading, okay. or the spiritual, yeah, something that right. we can just look okay. for that greater meaning okay. yes. in life. Mm-hmm. So we've covered all the houses. Mm-hmm. Um, how does then that, how does it then, how do the signs, I know you've touched on this, mm-hmm. but so I'm going all over the place because I want to touch everything. So I mean, because I want to also distinguish the difference between normally when you introduce astrology to people, Mm -hmm. it's what's your sun sign or Mm -hmm. what's your star sign. Mm -hmm. That's where most people's knowledge stops. Right. And so they'll be like, oh, I'm a Taurus. I'm a Virgo. I'm this. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have, we also understand there to be sun sign, moon sign and ascendant, Mm -hmm. what's also known as rising sign. Mm -hmm. That's right. So how would you guys distinguish the, the three? Um, and how are they key key players in understanding your chart? Okay, so with the ascendant, it's simply um, the ascendant is a mathematical point um, mm-hmm. in astrology. So an ascendant is basically you looking over the horizon, um, and the, the horizon basically is if anyone hasn't seen the horizon, it's where the ocean kind of meets the skies. When you when you look over water and you can't see the difference between heaven and earth then be, because there's so much light, all you're going to see is blue. But if there wasn't light, you would see a bunch of stars behind there. Mm-hmm. Now, these groups of stars, let's just call them Aries, for example. These groups of stars would be there for about two hours before the next group of stars would rise up because the Earth turns mm-hmm. and we have 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So every two hours, there's a new sign governing there. So that's your rising sign. So b- based on the time of your birth, that's where you get that. Your moon sign, um, yeah, again, is quite better accurate again on the time but your moon sign is you can see the moon and where the moon is obviously you can't see the stars behind it but sometimes you can and wherever the moon was at the time of your birth that's where we're positioning and we have to remember that we are in a solar system so in the solar system you have the sun and with the sun you have all these planets that follow it mercury venus uh, mars jupiter Saturn, all the way through we can see up to Saturn. And all these planets, as they follow the sun going around its ecliptic path, um, and this ecliptic path mat- marks out Aries, Taurus, Gemini, which is the constellations, the planets follow. So just because the sun is in um, Aries, Mercury's going to be somewhere, Venus is going to be somewhere, because they just don't disappear. They're mm. also along this path. Um, so it's like basically going underground, and getting on the center line and getting on the first carriage, that's the sun. The second carriage is Mercury. The third carriage is Venus. Now, as they move around the central line, going to from Liverpool Station to Bank Station, you know, the sun doesn't travel alone. It goes along with this carriage, but the carriage is quite long. So you have to visualize it's a long carriage. And sometimes it will be 
in Liverpool Street while the other one is in Bank, etc., etc. So that's how I'd explain the stars. And so that means that you do have a, a Saturn sign, you do have a Jupiter sign. All these planets that are in our um, solar system on the ecliptic line, which you can be happy to get into your science, they... Um, those planets there, they have a, um, a sign for it. And the signs basically are just the groups of stars. So Aries, Lex, for example, has a group of stars of 50, for example, which bunch up together to make Aries. Taurus has a group of stars of, for example, 25, which could not be accurate, but just as an example, and then we called it Taurus. Um, there's many stars in the world. I mean, up in the sky, many, many, many stars, but we don't focus on them because the sun doesn't go through them. So we just focus on what our sun shows us. Oh, yeah, I see. No, I mean, I mean, it's good for people to uh, understand how elaborate it is, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's not yeah. something that people have just thought of, thought up. Yeah, and, you know, I don't it's know. Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, I think if uh, with um, I suppose the, what, what they represent also for like um, with your ascendant, if you take for personal, I mean, like, like the analogy that mm-hmm. Lodi made to me with the house, mm-hmm. um, our lives and sun is kind of our persona that, that the world kind of sees, that people mm-hmm. kind of recognise. It's like our first, our, our, it's like the first room to our house. So when you come to house, this is what you see the first, whether that mm-hmm. living room, that's your first. So, so it's kind of, people's first impressions. It's mm-hmm. people's first impressions. It's our, our, our look, our, you know, what we kind of give off. Oh, how we like to come across. Yes, how oh, we come across. Right. So it's, it can be totally different to what our sun sign mm-hmm, is because what mm-hmm. most people who, you know, associate astrologists with the sun sign. So that's why you might see somebody and they're a Capricorn and they appear like a Leo. Mm-hmm. And because okay. they, that might be because they have a Leo eyes and so they could mm-hmm. be very flamboyant, you know, very colourful, big hair, and they just don't give off what you'd associate if you're just going by the Capricorn, mm-hmm. you know, right, understated. Right. Capricorn. So mm-hmm. that's the Leo. And then our moon signs represent our emotional states, our emotional being, how we're, um, what we kind of picked up also from our mothers, our mothering and our nurturing. So how we, mm-hmm. is that in the core of how we like to express our emotions, how we deal with our emotions? Mm-hmm. How would you? Yes, that? yes, oh, yes. That's, I was definitely going to say, um, with the moon sign, a lot of people who know you very well will know your mm-hmm. moon sign. That's right, yes, yes. It has to be the inner people. Yeah. Um, definitely. But like how you were defining what the, it means. So yes, the rising sign, um, although I gave you like what it what it is, you gave the meaning, you know, which is the appearance, what people will see. Um, and then obviously your moon is your inner habits and your family values that you picked mm-hmm. up. The sun, your will, how yes. you shine. Yes. And obviously how you, th- these planets tell so much mm-hmm. energy. And so they, um, getting to know your Venus sign, you know, tells a lot about your value, mm-hmm. value of what you like to eat, mm-hmm. value of how you like to spend money, you yes. know, how you love. Um, Saturn, the sense of discipline and the delays. Maybe you may receive the kind mm-hmm. of karma you have. In, when I mean karma, I mean action here. Um, in life, you know, Jupiter, where's your expansion? Where are you easily lacking in life? You know, so, um, yeah, these, these planets, these is that, this is what they do. And in the sign they're in can tell you their strength. Mm -hmm. So are they really strong here or are they not really strong here? Mm -hmm. Um, 
with that, I like to use football, and which is like the easiest one. You have two different teams playing, but one team is playing in the different person's home. So let's say Chelsea and Arsenal is playing, and Chelsea is playing at home, and Arsenal isn't playing at home. Well, Chelsea is going to have more benefits, um, mm-hmm. and they're going to feel more lucky, mm-hmm. you know. So that's basically right now we have the sun in Aquarius. The sun doesn't really enjoy to be in Aquarius. It's like Arsenal playing in Chelsea. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's not yeah. you know it's not a good player it's not you know it's, it's just uncomfortable yeah it's just in, not yes. at home you yeah, know okay. Okay. and when it's not at home it's gonna act a little bit different mm-hmm. so yeah so this tells you the strength of the planet so if you do have like for example the sun in Aquarius um, I don't know in the second house that denotes something for you maybe the sun may not may not perform as well as someone who has the sun in leo in the second house mm-hmm. because the sun loves to be in leo mm-hmm. so you see their money a little bit more different to your money mm. um, so how everything kind of yeah, manifests, manifests comes to fruition yeah um, it's it comes through very differently depending on on the sign the yeah. sign does it like to be there yeah, as well. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I yes. see. Yes. And I know that some sometimes you can have uh, signs in certain. I don't know if I'm going to put this right now. Signs mm-hmm. in maybe certain planets, and it can be debilitated. Yes. Right. So basically, literally, what I was just saying, yeah. debilitated is the name. For okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or exaltation. Yeah. Or exaltation. Oh yeah, exaltation. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Exaltation okay. is his highest, best point. Best point. Yeah. Yeah. Best point. Yeah. 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 And so, if you were to point out um, three or maybe not three, you don't have to put a number to it, but mm-hmm. what are the key aspects to look out for? So I know some astrologers say you want to look at your north node, your midheaven, your moon. What would you guys say um, are the important <laughs> For example, okay, if I want to know my purpose, yes. what, what, how, where do I look? How do I navigate that on my chart? Um, I suppose, I, I guess when I say everything, is because everything is part of the whole, tells the whole story. But I suppose... If you wanted um, your purpose, the North Node, that the nodes are a good indication and starting point sure. for um, why why we're here, what we've come to learn, what we've come to let go, but also use like the South Node is our past. Some say our past lives or our past attributes and talents and or weaknesses, and so what has to kind of it's, it, it comes as part of us, but it's but our north node is where we're working towards, you know, like the, the horizon. So it's the where we're heading star. to. Mm-hmm. The north yeah, star, that's yeah. where we're <laughs> going. Yeah, like that's where, yes, okay. yes, navigating there. So in that sense, yeah, I think you are right. And if you want to look for your purpose, I suppose that's one, yeah, one way. I would say um, the north node is definitely good, um, but I would say if you're starting out, Get to get in touch if you don't know the time of birth or anything like that. Um, get in touch with your if you can look up to, in your moon sign. So um, your the moon sh- the moon stays in one place for two and a half days. So if it's m- changing signs, then definitely need a time. But if not, then you can just look up the the day of the t- the day you were born. So your literally your birthday. Um, look up where the moon was and then start with that sign. So start with your moon sign. Gather your in a world in a world if you do know the time of birth and you can um do that go on astro and figure out your ascendant and then use your ascendant ruler where is your ascendant ruler placed in the chart that will tell you a lot about yourself enough to tell you okay this is what i feel like i'm made to be here to do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so um give you an example for me um i'm a scorpio ascendant that means the ancient ruler with the ruler i like to use is mars 
Mars is placed in the 10th house that we spoke about recognition and it's in Leo. Mars likes to be in Leo, but that's a whole different scape. But that means when it comes to things of, of myself, it means that my life is very much on show. Well, I'm a model, I teach yoga, I do astrology, I'm out there most oh, of the so time. always in the public eye. I'm always in the public eye. Okay. Um, somehow I'm always seen for my work, I'm always mm-hmm. like told well done or just something some sense of there's always a recognition to my work and so that tells me a lot about my purpose um but that's just one way of looking at it the north node perfectly you know yeah again you can use the north node but i feel like using your moon sign would be really good as well because it tells a lot about your habits and how you know are you a person more if you try something out are you going to get easily upset you know with if um challenges coming your way or you're going to be a person but like, mm-hmm. give thanks and keep it stepping <laughs> I so, love that yeah. I give thanks so you have to you know you have to kind of know where you start from and yeah. then okay get okay, okay. Going. Yeah. all right okay and so if people do want to find out their chart I know for me how I would do it but how mm. would you just to break it down quickly where can someone go Get in touch with us. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not playing, but you know. Shameful okay, so plugs. Um, you can oh, definitely shame plugs. Yeah. <laughs> you can definitely go online. Um, although mm-hmm. online is full of loads of stuff, it's full of good stuff too. Mm-hmm. So www.astro.com is my favorite one to use. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. There's a. I've kind of um. There's an area I suppose not, I don't know if it's really well it's kind of get, gaining popularity mm-hmm. is the asteroids I don't know if you're familiar with asteroids asteroids oh yeah I like yeah. I like the asteroids because um, you know in a, you know in, ma- in men a lot of things that we study is very mm. male dominated mm. from religion even astrology um, and so when I was studying the asteroids though it's a modern astrology type and I love ancient astrology yeah. I found that the asteroids are mainly feminine they and are. so that's what you add in the feminine aspects in and it was um yeah asteroids are really um really interesting I found like a karmic because I have to test everything out with myself sorry guys I don't karmic, know what yeah. asteroids are what are we talking oh, about oh the asteroids are basically <laughs> is it Saturn and Jupiter between Saturn and Jupiter there's like a rocks belt, yes. a belt of yeah. rocks oh, yeah. Actual yeah. Asteroid. yeah asteroid yeah asteroid yeah, yeah. yeah. okay so yeah. wait them. so you can study that yeah, yeah you're studying anything underneath the sun right and the yeah okay, uh, they're, they're, they're fascinating <laughs> I find um even though in my they give a different dimension mm-hmm. again to um to to chart reading and mm. I find that they're so it's like another context and it always makes me think both men and women as well mm. and that it just gives the um because like you have like the, the four main ones are Juno, Vesta, Chiron, yeah, Chiron, Chiron, the weird really. viewer. No, it's no, not. It's a coming now. It's a oh no, it's um Vesta. It's Vesta, Juno, Carius. Oh my god, how can I forget the fourth one? Best did you know? Palaris, is it Palaris? Palace of Palace, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So they all, again, they're all like the feminine aspects. Uh, okay. So when um, they all, again, they're linked with um, Zeus, so they all have some patronage relationship with Jupiter. Mm-hmm. And so they invest um, us to do with, um, I think, like sacred sisterhood, the priestesses. So I'm finding a lot of um, women now, or in this room, investors coming out mm-hmm. a lot now. Sister we're, circles. Yes, yes. sister yeah. circles, goddess worship, mm-hmm. connection with Mother Gaia. And Keris is also um, 
it's the asteroid representing the great mother as well so we see a lot of themes with the great mother and characters right now mm. in the mix with pluto and saturn and capricorn mm. so and juno um represents relationships mm-hmm. so um yes that like you know de- being you know wife a partner again that intimacy kind of almost like an eighth house and what was the next one? Pallas Athena is the mind. It's like the warrior. It's a female strategist, actually, mm-hmm. in how we use our minds as, as, as women in a different way to the patriarchal structure, mm-hmm. but still navigating the world. It's, it's using our, our minds as, as power mm-hmm. in a powerful, mm-hmm. forceful way for, for good. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So, but the asteroids, I'm really loving that. So I'm just, that's my little pet thing right <laughs> wow, now, the asteroids. I've, I've learned yeah. something new that I didn't know that it's it, it goes even deeper. This is the thing about astrology. You're constantly uncovering you something are, it's new. infinite. I just want to remind everyone that like with astrology, all, all astrology is is someone woke up one day eight, ages ago <laughs> and thought, you know what? What is why did when the sun is here th- this keeps happening mm. this keeps happening well mm. let me record that That's and right. like i don't know how many years back very much years back i know they say twenty five thousand. i feel like even since we had human beings and they could look up that's when astrology really started and so mm. you have Anything that's up there that we meet, we get to see. At one point, we didn't have Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto to really see because our naked eyes couldn't see it. And now we've come to see them, we've discovered to get to know more about these things that are within our zone, which mm-hmm. is the 12, you know, what what our sun keeps circling up for us, which is these 12 signs um, that we keep seeing okay. round and round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's uh it's in deep. It's, it's in like deep, deep, it's deep, 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 deep. If you get a telescope and just mind you just wanted to understand astrology in yourself, you can just do that. You don't even need online actually. You can yes. just sit there. Where's the sun going during the day? What happened in that day? Mm-hmm. And it's gonna repeat again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I know there is different. There are different types of astrological systems that you mm-hmm. can actually subscribe to mm-hmm. if you are a reader. So you can um, you can sub- you're either subscribe to Western astrology, Vedic mm-hmm. astrology. Um, is Placidus considered another system? That's a house system. That's, That's a house, house system. system. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you do both actually, <laughs> Mama Essie. How how do they differentiate? Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I, I do love them both. Vedic astrology is is um, a sidereal based. Um, so it's uh, it goes by actually where the where the planets are literally in the um, in the heavens, and trop- um, Western is a tropical base, so it's based on the four seasons and the movement of the sun. That's kind of the core. So, what we find, um, so somebody who's a Capricorn in mm. Western astrology becomes a Sagittarius, most likely within mm. the twenty-three degree, and in the Vedic system. So it kind of you shift. So how does cases. that work then in terms of accuracy? Um, because I, yeah. I, I, my first introduction was Western astrology. Mm-hmm. Then I discovered Vedic yes. and I dug a bit there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this resonates. Yes. And then now I was like, do you know what? I only know one Vedic astrologer. Yeah. So let me just go back to Western. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So um, yeah, how does that work? Because yeah, they both work for me in a sense. And that's, and that's, and that's uh, amazing. It does work because some people think oh, it has to be one or the other. Or some, uh, I can understand because some people um, had Western um, readings and it, describes them and they feel yes that's that's mm-hmm. me like I even have a friend and 
and she'll be like, but I can't, she can't navigate being a, um, she's Leo in the Western mm-hmm. and she's a Cancer, mm-hmm. but she just, I can't, I can't navigate, but from the outside you can see, because mm-hmm. she's quite a nurturing person, she's quite a homebody, mm-hmm. but so sometimes it's, it's our minds, or because we might get used to seeing ourselves in one kind of set way mm-hmm. and I guess with astrology it's infinite so it explores all different aspects of ourselves so I see the Vedic astrology as another continuation of you know it could be western could be the day and Vedic could be the night side mm-hmm. of us the mm-hmm. evening side of us and so it's how cognizant we are I suppose of that night side and some people are very cognizant of the night side mm-hmm. of them so they can have a Vedic reading and they can resonate more with the Vedic chart and where the planetary's alignments are than they can with, with the Western. But it's, and also um, with Vedic astrology, it's, it's more lunar in a sense. So it goes by um, the natural chakras, yeah. the lunar mansions, which again gives them different dimensions. So sometimes, so certain things that you may not, that may, you might feel is missing from the Western, you can, through the nakshatras in particular, you can um, also find the missing pieces so there's the nakshatras and then there's all different other infinite predictive systems within the vedic mm-hmm. so the vedic is more um, in line with traditional western astrology is um is more so it's more in line with uh, the traditional sorry I'm putting myself there in regards um the further back you go with traditional astrology western traditional astrology you see with this, a lot of elements and core because traditional western astrology is more predictive based where modern astrology is more psychological based, mm-hmm. I'd say, character based, oh, and getting okay. that understanding about ourselves and the symbolisms. Where else? I think with Vedic and traditional, it was just more predictive. People wanted to know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Yes, yes. Am I going to make money? Who should right. I marry? So it was just oh. very much based on just, you know, That makes predicting. sense then. That yeah. does make sense. Okay. Like because I, you do get a sense of, oh, this is like my profile, my character profile. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> when you get your Western <laughs> chart. Yes. I was like, okay, so that makes sense. And something else that I find super interesting is the fact that the times that we're in, mm. I find astrology becoming more and more a topic that I hear about or mm. people are a bit more willing to at least you know listen to it I know on YouTube it's a whole whole market on mm-hmm. its own mm-hmm. like it yeah. is its own sphere and yeah. it's growing it's huge um, what, what would you guys have to say for the for the time for the timing of this type of information becoming more uh, it's not mainstream yet but it's slightly becoming more acceptable mm. um, and I know there are some major transits as well that mm. are to to kind of answer to that um we're in the age of aquarius so the age of information is that correct um i i don't want to subscribe to if it's correct or not because it's we because we didn't mark when the start is we mm. don't know when it's moved in but it's going to move into it we can probably oh, tell okay. slowly but a lot of people don't really want to believe anything they want to know mm-hmm. so the more frequently people want to know stuff i know that's more of an air energy and that's more of the Aquarian energy than people wanting to believe and feel like, I don't believe, well, believe what? Like, I need to know. <laughs> and then they believe right. in Pisces in that believing sense and coming into more of the um, Aquarian sense. Um, so, yeah, so you have to gauge through people. We, we're kind of the measure um, of it. But for me, um, I still feel like we're in between where like one foot is in that one foot is in Pisces and the other one's already mm-hmm. stepped into Aquarius. So just to make sure to people, we mm-hmm. we were in Pisces until yes. when and was it? Until I'm 
again, you that's, don't, that's, you that's don't what I'm saying. That. That's what I'm okay. saying. Yeah. So there was um, a specific year that that changed. I can't remember the. It was recent within the last. Can't even put a date to it. I know people have like different dates for it, mm. but. I, I mean, and definitely the future will be in it for sure. Oh my <laughs> um, God. But I feel like we're definitely one one foot in because there's a lot of believers still. You know, there's a lot of people who still feel, believe there's a lot of Pisces energy that's governing us all that's still there. And I don't feel like we're really out of it just fully. Um, that's why I would say that. Okay. I'd agree that as well because also because people when we hear about the new age, mm-hmm. you know the Aquarian age. Again, the new age is really also about spirituality. It's mm-hmm. about people tapping into their spiritual beliefs. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's probably coming away from structured religion mm-hmm. and finding their own interpersonal. Mm. spiritual faith and Being practice liberated liberated yeah, that, that way so yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah so it's very much as a yeah. once one for inner ones yeah kind of like um yeah because we're walking cover. so imagine you're walking and if you had to freeze your walk one foot would be behind the other mm-hmm. so think of it that way you're not standing yet in Aquarius mm-hmm. but you're walking into it yeah. okay okay now that makes okay. sense okay uh, and the reason I asked this is because I'm always drawn to understanding um uh, how the collective consciousness you know it plays through how astrology affects collective consciousness mm-hmm. um and we've got some major transitions that happen and these kind of when you start talking about collective consciousness mm-hmm. it's now the the group mind so mm-hmm. that the entire mm-hmm. human species on the planet mm-hmm. was sort of affected by this mm-hmm. the way it plays out in our individual lives perhaps that's different mm-hmm. But there's still a key theme that's kind of running on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. What would you guys, like, how would you, what are the major transits? Or what are the major shifts that are happening within the collective consciousness? Um... Um, okay, for me, I would because I'm where I'm feeling it, it's Capricorn. Yes, Capricorn, because I've seen this for a long time. Um, traveling in Kenya, and I was thinking, what's the government doing over here? And then you know, you see different governments all over around the world. So, um, wait, just to explain to people what Capricorn, Capricorn is, yes, okay. So, Capricorn is a earth sign and it mainly represents let's just put it in one word governments, yeah, governments, um, or things that help you that attain to society. And a government is one of those things. So as a collective, everywhere around the world, everyone can tell, can be definitely agree that there's something going on with their government, whether it's Brexit, Trump, whether it's, whether it's um, other things that are going through. Governments have been shown. So you can see that there's a restructuring within governments and a transformation there. So in Capricorn, wherever it rules in your life, you have to restructure and reform yourself, basically. So although it's happening in the bigger world sense, in your micro world, you're still going through it. Mm, Same definitely. way, but it just looks different. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Um, and um, so I guess we're coming to a closer. I mean, I had so many more questions, but I mean... That you can't dig into astrology and just gotta get stop. us back out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, there might have to be a part two. Um, but I think you guys have touched on the main the main points that I really wanted to bring through. And do you know what? Like just to even have astrology 
as a podcast, I mean, as an uh, as a as an episode on this podcast is huge because we are opening up the doors to something. Oh. Hopefully, hopefully that people can you know at least begin to um, feel curious about, mm-hmm. resonate yes, with, and apply in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, because you hear something for a reason, you come across something right. for a reason. It's true. It's I never by accident. That's no, um, very true. Everything is synchronistic, and there's there's a meaning. There's a yeah. Nothing gets by chance. No, so I'm telling you, the universe is like a super creator like that like yes. it's so perfect mm. in yes. that in for me in that it's pen it's not flawed right right and, and if, if people want to find you if people want to um come across your readings how how do we get to you guys well i'm not so i'm not social i'm social media shy so i'm very shy in the social media circuit but um i'm gonna be fixing up on that this year so um there's nothing well in terms of I I put out a little post I, I've done an article okay. in um, oh, um yeah. astrology magazine celestial voice celestial vibes on palmistry mummy um, SC so I'm going to be doing a lot more writing so and I'm going to be putting up a blog soon and a website so if we come back next time hopefully I'll have an update and <laughs> proper info to give regarding that brilliant brilliant and Salome for you guys you can meet me um, at Spectrum of Salome that's all one word on my Instagram you can DM me there comment do what you need to do and then send me a Gmail at Spectrum of Salome at gmail.com ask me any questions that you do have of dealing with astrology Um, I have lots of content online guys that you can follow and read out Thanks everyone for tuning in.